welcome once again to the Ebone Zone as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 223rd time on this Friday, March 12, 2021. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, Spider Smarts. I guess you could say we've gotten a lot smarter as a bunch in recent years. There's more to do and therefore more to learn, like cryptocurrencies. Remember the ones I talked about a few weeks ago? Well, we're not done with them yet, because apparently in Nevada there's a firm that's trying to be its own government based purely on the fact that they think smart technology is cool. These guys got the notion in their mind that, Let's see, we got smart TVs, smart cars, and even smart homes, so we got nothing to lose. Why not a smart city? Oh my goodness, stick a feather in my hat and call me macaroni, that's genius! The owner of this firm is asking the state of Nevada to allow his company to form their own government so that they can make the vision a reality. If it's pushed through, they'll be able to make laws and regulate everything from police forces to schools and infrastructure. That sounds pretty cool, right? It'll be basically their own little world in one section of the country. This guy's name is Jeffrey Burns, and he says that in his new city, everyone will pay digitally and log all of their online presence, including social media and banking, onto something called blockchain. And if you're interested in learning more about what that company is and does, there's a link to their website in the description. Go ahead and pay it a visit if you can. He says he hopes to break ground just a year from now with his team in Story County. That's S-T-O-R-E-Y. Build 15,000 homes and 33 million square feet of new space for businesses and industry stuff. I'll admit that sounds like a cool idea, but we'll get into more of what I think later on. The timetable of all this is 75 years, and if all goes well and set up properly, there could be several of these smart towns popping up. Because if something like this does become commonplace, any company with 50,000 acres and a million big ones burning a hole in their pocket to invest in the state government could raise a town and have three people govern the areas in thirds. So they'd be sort of like mayors of their own side of the city. It's a gamble for sure, and I had no idea before writing this episode that it was even possible for businesses to own cities, and if I'm honest, I'm kind of getting a Pixar vibe from this. You know, because of that company, by and large, that's littered all throughout those movies. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, we might have to dedicate an entire episode to the Pixar theory because it's really interesting, but it's way too huge to get into here. We don't have that kind of time. This week, I want to continue a tradition that's very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Psalms. Psalm chapter 119, verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This verse speaks about God's word. Let's figure out what's going on in the first part of this verse. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. So it's talking about lamps here, of course, it's a metaphor. So what exactly does the metaphor of lamps have to do with anything here? Well, we know that lamps give off light, and we know that God is light. We know that God is love. We know that God is many things that are essential to our life. So what's basically happening here is that God's word is being compared to a lamp in the fact that we would be in darkness, in the darkness of this world, without it, because it guides us. It pulls us in the direction we need to go. It convicts us, 
and makes us aware of things that we may or may not have been paying attention to in our lives, be it sins or otherwise. And that is the cool thing about it. The Word of God guides you. The Word of God is a guidebook. I've often heard it, basic instructions before leaving earth. So in a way, that light is guiding you in the proper way to live. And next, we come to the next part of this verse, the last part of this verse, and a light unto my path. So we're continuing here with the metaphor of a light. What does a light on a path do? Well, it lets you see things. It lets you see dangers. It lets you see where you're going. One commentary on this verse says that the Bible being a light guides us away from the bad things, guides us away from sin, guides us away from the wrong things in life, and guides us towards God's will, guides us towards the good things for our life and in our life that God has planned for us. Turn on the light today, friend. It'll help you see in the darkness. As we know, sometimes the internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. That's why I decided to take it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter and see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is should have known it was a scam. The first response of four is should have known it was a scam when my sea monkeys arrived. I lovingly emptied the packet into a bowl as the water just got cloudy and smelled like yeast. I don't think I'm old enough to remember the whole sea monkeys craze, and if I'm honest, I don't think I missed anything because as the tweet said, all you basically ended up with was a cloudy bowl of water in a house that smelled like yeast. Now, I grew up in the early 2000s. We had Silly Bands, we had Zoo Pals, we had iCarly, Victorious, Ned's Declassified, and Drake and Josh on the TV. We had that weird octopus-looking thing that could fill up 100 balloons at once if you hooked it up to your water hose out back. And, oh, mercy, did we have (laughs) t-shirts. We had, don't laugh, this is your girlfriend's shirt. It was a pink shirt with that exact inscription on it. Don't laugh, this is your girlfriend's shirt. Now, you might think that is a a full-grown adult man's gag shirt. No! That was worn by people in my class when I was in third through fifth grade. Maybe even younger than that. Weird. I remember all that. Those were very strange times, but I don't remember sea monkeys. So if it's my guesstimation, I would have to say this is a 90s thing. I have no idea why. Anyway, moving on. The next response in hashtag should have known it was a scam is when they said that changing a law could save daylight. Honestly, I don't really know anything much about daylight savings time unless it's spring forward, fall back. I don't really get into the schematics of most things, but I would think that the going up and going down of the sun at certain times in the day isn't a politics thing, because I thought that would happen whether there was a law or not. Because to my knowledge, I don't think that that big orange ball in the sky that God put there to give us light and warmth and sustain us is subject to politics. Correct me if I'm wrong. As far as the science behind this and the legalese and why it actually came into being a law with daylight savings time, I'm stumped. I'm just going to move on. The next response is, should have known it was a scam, the Nigerian prince that promised to transfer money through wire. You know, honestly, I think the most surprising thing about this is that they're still using wire, that they haven't evolved with the times, because it's 2021. Who uses wire anymore? 
And yes, before you say it, I do realize that that sounds like what a 23-year-old man who was cast to play a 16-year-old sophomore in a badly done comedy drama, which is effectively the sum of the parts, what do adults think high school is like 45 years after their graduation, would say. Ugh, stop it, Mom. You're so embarrassing. What are you, a pharaoh in ancient Egypt? You have a flip phone with you in public. Becky will never go to the dance with me now. My point being, just use Cash App, my guy. And the last response, should have known it was a scam, cockroach killer with two blocks labeled A and B. Instructions said, place roach between blocks and smash them together. Well, of course that was a scam. I mean, those things could survive a nuclear explosion. You gotta get creative. Come on, man, you can do better than that. All it takes is just a little imagination. Spiders are awesome when they're in comic book or movie form and lead to Tobey Maguire gaining great power and great responsibility. But as far as seeing one, especially if they're venomous, it's no welcome sight. And that's why an entire library at the University of Michigan was shut down. Now hearing that, you might be thinking, My goodness, for an entire building shut down, there must have been hundreds, maybe even thousands, perhaps millions. That is where you would be wrong, my friend. Three. Three spiders is all it took. Now, they weren't any major threat. They were just chilling up in the corners or wherever and not bothering anybody for the most part. No one was hurt, but still, you can never be too careful with that kind of thing. I've never liked spiders, but I respect them and I know when to leave them alone. And for that reason, I admire that they went ahead with shutting down the library. Because like I said, with spiders, you never know. Because for every benevolent harvestman that's forced to be that way because its mouth is too small... There's a brown recluse that wakes up every day and offends the honor of the herd with their fangs. Watch out, y'all. You've got to be on your toes. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.